Welcome to Unstyled. I'm your host, Christine Barbrick, co-founder and global editor-in-chief of Refinery29. Each week, I invite a notable person to come in and talk with us as we explore the funny, inspiring, sometimes heartbreaking tales of life, work, and love, as told through the things that we wear. You might not be familiar with Danielle Cadet. She's not a celebrity or an it girl, but you could say she's a pretty notable influencer in her own right, albeit a different kind than you typically see in fashion campaigns. Danielle has made a career of celebrating and championing the influence of other women, specifically powerful voices and visionaries of the Black community. It's a mission she began at the Huffington Post heading its Black Voices vertical, and then continued at ESPN, where she launched The Undefeated, a debut site exploring the intersection of race and sports. She may not have known it then, but she was somehow destined to continue that work widening the lens for Black Voices at Refinery29. From the moment she landed on Unbothered, R29's then-nascent platform created for and by Black women, Danielle felt an irresistible pull toward the conversations happening there. As she puts it, it felt like walking into a room where I could finally be seen. For thousands of other women, that's what Unbothered and the community that's been cultivated there has offered. A safe, judgment-free zone where Black women can share, talk, ask, and debate some of the most unique and under-discussed aspects of the Black experience. From a celebration of baby hairs to a viral essay about the joys and anxieties of Black love, to healthcare, and yes, all things Beyonce. The audience and forum, born on Instagram, might be considered niche at just 90,000 followers. But the loyalty and conversations Unbothered is generating, Danielle believes presents vast possibilities. Podcasts, events, maybe a feature film, After all, Lena Waithe and Ava DuVernay have both tweeted their interest in turning a short video that debuted on Unbothered into a documentary. It's all on the table. And wherever it goes, Danielle is confident the audience will follow. Refinery29 has made a decision to serve Black women, she says. Because when you do that, this community shows up. That's a fact that the world is finally waking up to as well, which is why it's more critical than ever to have spaces that are made for and by Black women and that recognize them as so much more than just a demographic, a voting block, or an audience. Giving a mic to all the messages across Unbothered is something Danielle connects deeply with and believes people everywhere and from all backgrounds can benefit from. Because Black women are visionary, they are influential, and they are powerful agents of change. Change we all need right now. Of course, Danielle Cadet already knows that. As she's told me many times, I'll bet on Black women any day of the week. Danielle Cadet, it's so nice to have you as a guest on Unstyled today. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Every season, I usually like to have a colleague from Refinery29 join me in the studio to talk about something really interesting or innovative or different that we're doing at the company. And you joined us probably, is it six months ago? Six months ago, yes. I just want everyone to know that's not in my notes. I just knew that. <laughs> a really good memory. That was very impressive. Thank you. I'm actually really impressed too. <laughs> so you joined us six months ago and you kind of came into a really interesting position. I'm sure, you know, you're so talented and we're going to get into your background in a little bit, but 
you took a position as managing editor of two platforms, really, yes. two developing platforms. One's called On Her Turf, which is dedicated to women in sports, and also Unbothered, yes. which is our platform that was born on Instagram, actually, which is kind of unusual, right. which is dedicated to black voices, black art, black women. Yes. And we're obviously so happy to have you because the platform and the experience and the whole community has developed and blossomed so much since you've come on board. Obviously, this is a really strong point of passion within our company and within a lot of the black community in our company. Absolutely. So tell me why you were so excited about this position. Yeah, I think the thing about both On Her Turf and Unbothered, it was just an opportunity to really zero in on an audience that I feel very passionate about. My entire career has been spent serving multicultural audiences and really honing the beat that is race and social justice and really serving a very specific community. And where has that been if you're talking about your career? Yeah, absolutely. So prior to coming to Refinery, I was at ESPN. And while I was at ESPN, I was there for about four years. I launched a site called The Undefeated, which actually explored the intersection of race, culture, and sports. So the fact that 75% of the athletes are black and there are a lot of conversations, particularly 75%, that number specifically coming from the NBA, um, the NFL skews a little bit higher. But then you also have incredible athletes like Serena Williams and Tiger Woods outside of football and basketball. And there's so much conversation in the sports world about race and culture. And so much of black culture has really seeped into the sports world. And so while I was at ESPN, I actually went there to launch The Undefeated. And that was just such an incredible experience. Prior to ESPN, I was at the Huffington Post and I was the editor for the Black Voices section. I was there for everything from the Trayvon Martin investigation through the George Zimmerman trial, all the way through the Michael Brown shooting in Ferguson, Missouri. And that was an incredible experience for me, just covering breaking news, really zeroing in on what I believe was really kind of the beginnings of the Black Lives Matter movement, and just continuing to serve this audience and really elevate Black stories was just something that like from the beginning of my career to this day that I just became really passionate about and just like held tight to since then. And I think my experience at ESPN really showed me how sports is sort of like, pun intended, it really levels the playing field. It gives people the ability to kind of have this conversation that they might never have. I do think that sports makes it a bit easier to have very tough conversations about race, socioeconomic differences, because you could be a fan of the same team and you might not necessarily talk about politics otherwise, but you might have a conversation about Colin Kaepernick or LeBron James in a way that you wouldn't have had it if you were just talking about sports or religion or sexuality. And I think the one thing that I definitely realized, which really was the reason why I wanted to work at Refinery for so many reasons, Refinery is such an incredible company. And I think the work that the company does again, in terms of elevating women's stories is very important. And what I realized while I was at ESPN was I wasn't getting that opportunity to really speak to women in the way that is so dear to me. At The Undefeated, my audience was mostly a male audience. And I just felt like there was so much more to be done, especially for the black millennial Mm -hmm. woman. I don't think that outside of Unbothered, that space for black millennial women really exists. And when I came across Unbothered just very organically on Instagram, I was like, wow, this is amazing. 
I've never seen anything like this. It almost felt like a room. It felt actually like a digital room that I was walking into where I felt seen, where I felt comfortable. And there was something about that that I was like, I need to know more about this. I need to learn about this. And I originally was like, well, maybe we can partner with them. Maybe there's a way because I was trying to grow our female audience at The Undefeated. And as I learned more about Unbothered and how the Instagram channel had grown so quickly, I was like, there's so much more to be done here. And in my mind, it was very fast. I was like, it's more than a partnership that I need to do here. It was a calling, to be honest. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear you say that. I remember when we were brainstorming mm-hmm. around the name of the channel, and certainly I was not contributing. <laughs> I was not contributing suggestions there, but I was there giving feedback right. about what I thought when I got explanations. And Cecily, who you know really yes. well, who was one of our former editors who's now over at Nylon, she was really instrumental in helping to really give a name and uh, a point of view to this channel with a lot of the other black women at Refinery29. But tell me what you know about the origin of the name, because I think that what it means, especially to black women, is so important to that feeling that you said you got about being in a room and really feeling like you were among other women that really understood you. Absolutely. I think the word unbothered carries such an It actually is the opposite. Like it doesn't carry any weight, right? Like because black women so often times carry this weight, I do think that as a black woman, you can be in a room and you can feel very bothered, right? Whether it's microaggressions at work or incidences of prejudice or even dealing with a partner at home. Oftentimes between black women and black men, there's a tension that exists there. So I do think that the way that black women move through spaces can be very tense and can be very fraught. And the idea of being unbothered is pushing back at all of those things, is being able to say, none of these things are phasing me and I'm able to exist and I'm able to thrive and I'm completely unbothered by all of the very real threats that exist to my livelihood, to my safety, to my mental health, to my wellness, all of those things. But I'm not bothered by any of that. That's a very freeing and liberating thing. And I don't think that that's a feeling that black women get to have very often. Going back to this idea of being in a safe space, the times when we really do genuinely feel that way is when we're with each other, is when we get to have those other moments of sisterhood with other women where you can say, sis, I see you. I understand. I might not be going through exactly what you're going through, but I see it. I acknowledge it. I'm going to make this feel safe for you. There is something about being in a room full of black women that just elevates that unbothered feeling. And I do think that What I love about the name Unbothered is it pushes back at this very negative narrative around black women. You know, like black women won't find a partner until a certain age or won't get married or won't have children. What what is that stereotype? I think that there are a lot of stories about how difficult it was for black women to find romantic partners or the fact that like on online dating sites, black women were the least desired demographic. This idea that if black women date a black man are more likely to date somebody who's not of the same socioeconomic status. There's a lot of narratives around the difficulties that black women have. Obviously, I'm sure you're familiar with. Do you think they're true? No. I mean, I think that, yes. Okay. Let me, it's complicated, right? Statistically, I think that black women deal with 
a lot of challenges, right? I think because of the prison industrial complex, you have a huge population of black men that are behind bars. And so you, if you are a black woman who wants to date a black man, you are statistically at a disadvantage because there are less black men. Mm-hmm. Statistically, black women are more educated. Black women are the most educated demographic in the country. Michelle Obama is the most educated first lady in history. So I do think that statistically you have these barriers where I think you're going to be more educated than most people. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be a black man. I think we got to turn it on its head, right? You're just dope, sis. And you're... (laughs) You're educated and you are dope. And that's amazing. But I do think that we oftentimes have this negative narrative of like, it always seems like there's more added to our plate. You know, I just finished reporting for our series Shady on the black maternal mortality rate. Just a just a little background. Yes. Shady is an investigative series that targets the beauty industry and, you know, kind right. of the darker underbelly of the beauty industry. Yes. And this episode specifically was incredible. And it's an example of Shady's kind of growth into other subject matter and other areas. And this specific episode was about the black maternal mortality rate um, and the black infant mortality rate. And as I was reporting that story, I was just like, man, there's just another thing added to this plate of negative narratives around black women's livelihood. And so just coming back to this word unbothered, I think it is really hard sometimes to be unbothered as a black woman because there's so much that's like stacked up against you, so much stacked up against you. And so again, going back to just like turn that narrative on its head, you're just dope, sis. And I see you and I understand you and I'm here to make you feel safe and I'm here to be sisterly. And I think that's what that name does. And I think that is what we carry through in our mission at Unbothered is just making sure that black women feel seen, that black women feel safe, that black women feel heard. I think the ability to carry that word and to say like, look, there's a lot stacked up against me, but I'm unbothered. I'm not bothered by it. Unstyled podcast was made possible by Estee Lauder, the eponymous luxury beauty brand created by one of the world's first women entrepreneurs. As a confident rule breaker ahead of her time, Mrs. Estee Lauder once said, confidence breeds beauty. In her entrepreneurial pursuit, she invented disruptive opportunities to connect directly with her customers in a personal way. That Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns altered the beauty industry forever. Learn more about how Estee Lauder is continuing her legacy in-store and online at estelauder.com. When I think about Unbothered, I really think about 
the origins of Refinery29. I felt like the reason why we felt propelled to launch our company is because we felt like it was time. Right. It's not so much about a mission, but an attitude. Absolutely. And I feel that so clearly with Unbothered, even though it's not intended for me, which leads me to an important point. Obviously, Unbothered is really dedicated to black women and the experiences of black women. But I feel like it's also an important moment to be educating people. Yes. And we have a lot, obviously, a lot of white women in our company. And I feel like there is never a sense of dividedness among us. And I think that there is a lot of sharing that happens. But I also feel like it's an opportunity for the women that speak through Unbothered and obviously like plan all the programming, which is incredible. And I do think it's really unusual, but also really exciting to have a franchise or a program really launch on Instagram. Right. So tell me like what you feel outside of the immediate objectives of Unbothered. What do you think the opportunities are with the channel like this? Oh, I think the opportunities are endless. And honestly, I think the sky is the limit. And that, again, is kind of the reason why I felt that pull. I felt like I needed to come to Refinery and do this work here. Just We worked hard to get you, man. <laughs> we were talking about you for a long it time. A long and time sometimes coming. the recruiting process can be laborious, but yeah. I have to say you are really such an uncommon person that really like came through our doors and the breadth of your experience was just so what we needed. Thank and you. really the intersection of operations, of vision, of that point of view, that voice was so critical. I want to say it was already off the ground at right. that point. Exactly. I really want to give credit to a lot of the black women in our, in our organization that really dedicated themselves to it outside of their daily responsibilities. Yes. yes. But I think that you being so respectful of that and really like coming in with a vision to expand it and to give it even more support was really remarkable. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I 100% agree. I do think it's really important for me to give credit to the black women who worked so hard to really get unbothered off the ground. Allie Hickson, Cecily Bowen, Allie was on the social team and is now at Apple. Miss her. Yeah, she's incredible. And she was, you know, a large part of... A delight. She was honestly a, a recruiter without even being yeah. here anymore. That's the best kind of recruiting. Yes, exactly. And so I think so much of what was done correctly and what was just done so admirably is Ali Cecily, Larice McMillian, who's on the social team, really created an incredibly engaged community on Instagram first. And this was for me, a really interesting thing to see because in my experience, I've always launched the site first, gotten the social audience afterward. And that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to say like, okay, here's our on-site audience. Let's get them to transfer over to our social platform. What's been brilliant about Unbothered is when it launched in December 2017, By the time I came on board in October 2018, there was this incredibly engaged community already. And Instagram itself has admitted that it's not a traffic referral site. But what we started to see when we started to do on-site content was, I mean, we started to see insane amount of swipe ups on, we, we just started playing around with like editorial quizzes on IG stories. And we were seeing people swipe up. We were seeing like 30 plus swipe ups, which is unheard of in the Instagram universe. I was like, wow, we have this engaged audience and now it's about bringing them from Instagram on site. And it's proven to be actually a lot less challenging than it has been for me in the past when on the other side, I was like, well, let's get our on site audience on to our social platforms. 
So we're already finding that we have this engaged audience of women who are like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you guys are doing content on site. I'm so glad that there's an unbothered section on site. I'm so glad you guys are launching a newsletter. You know, so going back to the possibilities, the sky is really the limit for unbothered. You know, I see so many things. We've had this incredibly successful series on Instagram called Go Off Sis, which is just black women talking straight to the camera about all kinds of things. Anything from like your baby hairs <laughs> to getting ghosted, to being cheated on, to colorism, to being raised by grandparents, everything across the spectrum of just like really things that get at the crux of the black female experience. We've seen so much success with that series. And I just see that getting even bigger. I could see Unbothered having a YouTube series. I could see Unbothered having a podcast. I could see Unbothered doing events. We had... Um, it's all happening. Exactly. Yes. You've got to say it out loud to make it happen. No, it's, it's already happening. Exactly. Yes. We had our room in 29 Rooms entitled The Long Line of Queendom. And that was in the New York 29 rooms and also at the L.A. 29 rooms. And out in L.A., we did an instant meetup where we invited women in Los Angeles to come witness a panel where we uh, we featured women of color who had contributed to 29 rooms. It was such an incredible conversation. I mean, when I tell you people cried, people got emotional. We talked about mental health what it's like to be a black creative, you know, what it's like to move in a space of creativity as a black woman. We just got so honest and raw. And we had so many people come to us and say, wow, this room in this 29 room space feels like mine. It feels like I'm seen. There were bars of shea butter and door knocker earrings, a net of door knocker earrings. There was a long gold do-rag. It was the most regal yet ratchet (laughs) and it was so beautiful and so you know I think when I see things like that it really makes me think of how many possibilities there are for Unbothered and also just this community how loyal and rich this community is you know I always tell people I will bet on black women any day of the week I will put my money on black women any day of the week And when a lot of people asked me, why would you leave ESPN? ESPN's a huge company. It's a worldwide leader in sports, a huge media company. They're owned by Disney. There are so many possibilities. I think that Refinery29 has made a decision to serve black women in a way that I wasn't able to do at ESPN. And so at the end of the day, I'm going to bet on black women. I'm going to bet on myself as a black woman. I'm going to bet on black women as an audience. And so I know that there's so many possibilities for Unbothered because I know that this community is going to continue to show up. They've showed up on Instagram. They've showed up on site. 50% of Unbothered users are new to Refinery29. So we're helping grow an audience. We're helping grow the Refinery29 loyal audience. To me, that means so much. And, And to be able to help push that mission forward, to help push Refinery's mission forward of making sure that all women feel seen and safe, it means so much to me. And I think Refinery is such a leader in the experiential space. I think Refinery is such a leader in the editorial space. And I know that Unbothered is very much a part of that. And I know that there's so many possibilities just in that foundation that Refinery has set and just giving the black woman, even prior to me joining the company, giving the black woman the space to do that, I think speaks so highly to what's to come. That was awesome. <laughs> it might seem obvious to listeners or even to you, but 
I want to hear it from you because I think it's important because I actually don't think it's obvious to some people, mm-hmm. even though it may seem like a stupid question, but why is it such an important time for us to be hearing from black women? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. I, you 18 know, I months know. till the next election, by right, the way. Right, exactly. I think you're right. I don't think it's obvious to everyone. I always think it's really important to say this because um, I do think this is a thing that black women know. We've been lit. <laughs> We've been lit for a long time. I just I think that right now people are really starting to understand how much of a force black women are. Again, you know, like I said earlier, black women are the largest group of entrepreneurs in the country are the most educated demographic in the country. Black buying power is at an all-time high, and women tend to be financial decision makers in their households, particularly black women. Again, 18 months till the next election, black women vote in the highest numbers. We've seen this both in the midterms last year and in the national election. I think that people are finally starting to understand how tuned in black women have always been and how important it is to lean into that and to foster that and to see that and to serve that. I think that black women as an audience, black women, we serve naturally. It's just a thing that I think we do. We've been taught to do especially in this country. And I think it just comes so naturally. We've been taught to serve outside of our homes, inside of our homes, our partners, our children, our parents. There are so many black women who take care of their families, not even just their nuclear family, but their extended families. We serve very naturally. We rarely feel served. And so I think that we're finally starting to really tap into the very unique perspective that black women have as a community. We're bringing something really unique to the table. I think that people are starting to finally wake up and see that, whether that's in Hollywood, whether that's in fashion, whether that's in wellness. You know, the wellness space for a very long time has been very white. Black women require a different form of wellness because we have different trauma. You know, we're starting to really dig into the richness of black women's experience. And again, 18 months to the next election, we are going to vote and we are going to vote in droves. I think politicians are finally really starting to get that, especially with the way that, you know, the House looks now with this being the most diverse class in the House. It's so encouraging to see how many women of color and black women really stepped up and said something's got to change. And it's no longer about just kind of sitting back and hoping somebody else does it. For a very long time, black women have been at the forefront of change. Black women don't get a lot of credit in the civil rights movement because it was very, the respectability politics of the time were about men. It was about men being the leaders. Or the white people that helped facilitate it. Yes, like Bobby Kennedy. Exactly. But in the background, that was all black women. The organizers, you know, the women that were making sure that people were closed, making sure that people were healthy, making sure that people got to the hospital. Those were women. The people that were organizing, those were black women. So we've been doing this. We've just been doing it in the background for a really long time. But I think that we're finally getting to a point where people are like, we should really trust (laughs) this group of people because they've been making it happen for a long time. And so I think Unbothered is really growing in this awesome time where people are really acknowledging that. And we're leaning into that. We're like, yep, 
We've been here and we've been lit and we're glad that you guys are at the party with us. Let's do it together. You know, and I want to touch on something you said about Unbothered is for and by black women, but that does not make it impossible to educate. And it doesn't mean that people of other backgrounds can't consume what we're creating and be inspired by and it. be inspired by it. I've worked for multicultural audiences pretty much my whole career, and I've oftentimes met that pushback of like, why have this separate thing? Why do this thing over here? Why not do it in the room with everybody else? And again, it's about creating a space where black women feel safe and black women feel seen, but we can still educate. And we're not saying don't come into this space. We're saying come into it, be a true ally and learn and be inspired alongside us. I think that's a really important thing to say in that, like, as we start to trust black women more, we still need to create these spaces where black women can be comfortable. And I don't think we should be intimidated or uncomfortable by that. Danielle Cadet, thank you so much for coming on Unstyled today. It's been so much fun talking to you, and I love working with you. I love working with you. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. hope you're inspired after hearing Danielle's story. For even more unstyled extras, check out Refinery29 or my Instagram at Christine Barbrick. You can also join the conversation using the hashtag unstyled across your social media. And of course, we'd be infinitely grateful if you'd please subscribe to Unstyled on Apple Podcasts and rate us while you're there. You can head over to refinery29.com to find this episode and more. And make sure to sign up for our exclusive unstyled newsletter delivered straight to your inbox every week. Our show today was executive produced by Bridget Todd, associate produced by Jay Brunson and Rebecca Easley, and edited by Priscilla Mena and Anna Costanza. Copy support was provided by Leanne Duggan. Our theme music today is by the artist Koff, and we recorded Unstyled with Paul Ruist at Argo Studios and Gotham Podcast Studios. We'll see you back here next Monday for a conversation with supermodel and entrepreneur and Estee Lauder spokesperson Carly Kloss on remodeling the tech industry. We'll see you then. 